Call Sublime in Blues Traveler. Call the Munson police. I'm calling the police now! Park your car in somebody else's lawn. Hey, asshole, you can't park here. Grab your mini pencils. I would send you a bouquet of newly sharpened pencils if I knew your name and address. Prepare for can limits. Unfortunately, we can only send one per customer. It's release day at the Canning Run Podcast, and we're talking Treehouse Brewing Company. Wow, I'll never drink another beer. Beer here. I'll take ten. Hello to all you oaks, willows, and maples, and welcome to the Canning Run Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm Justin. Tom. As you guys know, most weeks we tackle a topic and ask ourselves, when did things go wrong for beer? Or did they go wrong? But this week, in light of Treehouse coming out with their 100th Curiosity and releasing their first barrel-aged beer, which was... Uh, sold out basically via raffle we thought we'd reminisce on something that is very near and dear to our hearts treehouse brewing company how nice um just remember we're from new england where we actually have four seasons unlike the rest of y'all and that kind of scopes the limit of our perspectives but fortunately for you all it's very helpful today as we're talking about thc you know treehouse company brewing company um so yeah Let's dive in, boys. <laughs> All right. And remember, if you hear something that you think is just totally ridiculous and crazy, um, please let us know by sending us an email at canningrunpod at gmail.com. Again, that's canningrunpod at gmail.com. Love you. All right. Treehouse Brewing. <laughs> oh, my we God. We already talked. We like, so we like Treehouse. Treehouse. But somehow, somehow not enough. Because there's a lot to say about yeah, that's, yeah, that's why on. we're doing a whole episode on it. Yeah. Yeah, they deserve a full episode. They do. But this isn't, you know, it's not a, like we talked about before, it's not a, we're not not just going to sit here and tell you green's a good beer. We love green. We do love green, but <laughs> we really love green. to say, too. Yeah, we want to expand on the whole idea of Treehouse Brewing as, like, this basically, like, godlike standard of the industry like everyone renowns them and everyone is always talking whenever you're at any brewery if you're overhearing other people's conversations if they're about beer you're going to hear someone talk about trios because it's that good but it's yeah. also it also provides you with that much uh frustration in trying to acquire the beer especially in the past now it's gotten better but i mean i haven't been in a while and i based on their website i got some things to say about how they're doing it now and while i appreciate them being <laughs> safe i just think it's a little over the top i think that's fair i i think right. a little over the top is is maybe a good place to start in that the treehouse experience is a little over the top but because the beer's so good and the people are often so cheery it it's it's okay, especially now when we're going to Charlton and it's just so beautiful. That's true. I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining about how big they've gotten because I really appreciate the location. And while some environmentalists sort of begrudge them for building on like wetlands, and I saw someone comment that they built they built over foxes' dens. So I don't know how true that is, but I mean, for a company that seems to care at least a little bit about the environment. 
you know, you do have to do things like that if you're going to build on that much land and, like, take on a project like they're doing, which they are worthy of all that space and all that investment because their beer is very good. They're also kind of expanded behind that facility with all their nature trails. So even though part of that's developed, they've also preserved so much more. Oh, yeah. You know, that may or may not have been developed in the future. So I, I want to, you know. That's that's a comment that I have read. It's not not, not a personal belief. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that's well and good, but have you seen a treehouse sunset? <laughs> I have oh, not my with my own eyes. Are you, you know serious? What, oh, my God. It's like of, twilight is the best time to go. I don't think Especially at Charlton, too. It was, it, it's, it's something yeah. special. You, you're sitting outside in those Adirondack chairs or under that big canopy-like thing, and, and the sun's going down, and, and you have a nice nice pint of green or Julius or anything else. You know what sunsets I don't miss? <laughs> green with have, peach. The green, or guava. <laughs> Uh, I don't miss the sunset <laughs> in Munson when you'd be waiting in line and it'd be, yeah. you know, it's it's December. It's like the Friday before Christmas. Yeah. And so frigid in the cold. And you've been there for 10 minutes in the sunsets because it sets at like 415 that time of year. And it's the longest day of the year, and you're watching the sun go yeah. down at Treehouse, knowing and, that you're going to be and God forbid for two more hours. <laughs> and God forbid you're, like, in a place when you get that notification on your phone, because we were all following them when they were in Munson. Like, we would get it the second oh, yeah. it came out and head there, for the most part, if yeah. we could. But, like, you know that you're heading there from, like, being on a shopping trip, and it was... I don't have mittens or a hat. And now I'm standing outside for an hour and 45 minutes and, you know, all of the blood is rushing from my extremities as they're getting just super red. Yeah. I have that exact experience, actually, which is funny that you brought that up. But, I mean, <laughs> things are slightly better now at their new location. Uh, in the in the handful of times that I've been, really, I've maybe 10 times, Um I've, I've obviously enjoyed it every time other than I have waited in lines ranging from, I don't know, 35 minutes to like maybe even an hour and a half once there. So not ideal, but still they're you working know, on the it. Worst when you try to go to Treehouse, just, you know, random what you thought was a random Friday and you're like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they are said they're coming out with Julius and they have some leftover haze from the day before. And then you're like halfway to Treehouse. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we're dropping triple shot. And then somehow every single person gets there before you in that line that would have been 25, 30 minutes is now two hours in 30 minutes. Yeah, that always That's that always shocked me. It's just like I, f I feel like. Every time I went, and, and when I went, I was very fortunate that I was, like, a student for some of it in Munson or at a job that was close to Munson so that when I got out, I could pretty much go right there. But I always remember getting there on those days when I showed up, like, super early, midday, and being like, where the hell have all these people come from? <laughs> you know, varying ages, like, middle-aged men, older men, uh, w women, children, dogs, animals, elephants, anything you could imagine were in a corpses. line and it would vary between <laughs> that second being, Yeah, corpses. It's because <laughs> you got to get, you know, the double. You got to bring your mules. Yeah. But it's crazy because 
And it's amazing what we put ourselves through to get that beer when it was in Munson. I I love I actually like that drive more than going to Charlton. I mean, I know it's farther, but it's like it's like the countryside of Massachusetts. You know what I mean? Like it's it's totally it's different. It is. It really is. And I know that yeah. that hurricane kind of fucked up that land that you see like right before you get to uh to like oh the tornado the tornado. Yes. Yes. But exactly. we got a beer from it, and it's called Tornado. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone loves that. And it's okay. Uh, <laughs> should we uh should we kick this off with a little uh, history of you know where they've gone? Uh, just just for any of these listeners out here who aren't super familiar with Treehouse and their uh, geographical locations yeah. as yeah. it pertains to quick, us. Quick I think uh, I think I agree. It's a good place. So cool. That being said, 2011, Brimfield, Massachusetts. Dean Rohan, Nate Lanier, and Damien Gaudreau. Homebrewing. <laughs> in a very small environment. Yes, in an environment which turned out was, like, not suitable for selling. <laughs> there was apparently, well, was, yeah, what, they had, like, one dispute, or is it more? I couldn't really find any anything on that. Yeah, I think that the one dispute kind of brought up, like, an ongoing conversation with the town of Brimfield. Okay. I mean, in hindsight, though, it's probably the best thing that could have happened to them. Like learning how to like a like first of all move your brewery to a to a bigger, better location, but like also be able to expand your business rapidly because of that, and then eventually end up where they are now. Like they learned all that. I'm sure they weren't. I mean, maybe they were. Maybe they were very savvy business people before they started brewing. But you figure someone brewing beer is probably not. Uh, you know the the most savvy business person, but they obviously were that. Uh, what I think is cool it, about this story is it's it, it's it starts off with them like just kind of messing around in in two thousand eight by just homebrewing in Nate's kitchen, and it just grew and grew and grew, and and people started talking about it, and now people are going to Brimfield to fill their growlers. It's wild. Yeah. It, it's, it's like it's insane a, to me this it, you know and you know each step along they've they've had kind of trouble each location because of the hysteria they cause um and may, maybe we'll dive into this later on but i feel like it's not their fault like of course they make great beer but like i feel like they try to limit the hysteria sometimes or at least they went through times where they used to I agree. I, I I agree with you totally. I feel like for a long time they tried to make it so that as many people could get their beer as possible, especially when we started going two months in. But then they would do really interesting things like that one day when all of us were freaking out because they came out with triple shot and um, what was it? It wasn't super sap day, right? It was super sap. Okay, it was super sap, yeah. So it, maybe it wasn't triple shot, but it was a double shot and super sap on the same That's day. That's what so, it was, yep. And, 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 like, Justin and I were, like, freaking out trying to get there. Uh, and, and that was the most insane scene I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Because there's a blizzard. Yes. And because there were so many cars and everyone was so overwhelmed, 
first off, there were people parking in, in, in people's yards that they should not. And the police came to start, like, towing these cars out of there. But also, they started just, like, the, the, the guys started panicking because there were so many cars that they were just like, park here, park here. And, and I had been waiting in line for a while, just going back and forth. I remember passing Justin as we're driving <laughs> on the road, on the, that small road in Munson leading looking up to the brewery. Other, looking at each other, basically going, what the fuck is going on right now? And also being like, we're stuck here because we're not getting out of this until we get out of this. Right. So, so you, you might as well wait in line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember he, this guy, this, this parking attendant who was great. He was just like, park here. And I pull my car in. And as I'm pulling in, this tree branch just like digs into the hood of my car. And I'm like, it's for treehouse. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you still can't see it. So it's worth it. It's really but that's just a great example of like this intensity that we're talking about. Yeah, it's it's interesting there because, yeah, that intensity and they announced it. If they announced it too early, people would be lining up, you know, the crack of dawn. There'd probably be people sleeping over. So they had they were forced to release it late enough in the morning um, or afternoon at that point when they were, you know, some days they weren't open until four, I think, um, or at least on Fridays. But that was kind of the one questionable time where I'm like, why are they doing this? You get so much revenue, and there's literally a blizzard, and you know people are going to freak out because it's the first time Super Sap was ever released. What What are you doing? Right. It's like asking people know. to go and, vote for you, know, you now in COVID season. And and that's the head... I, I agree. But that's the head-scratcher of, like, for most part, they did try to be fair to, like, not only their neighbors up there, but they were trying to be fair to, like, people. And then they, and then they did head-scratchers like that. I... I couldn't wrap my head around why that's a thing. And that was the first time I was like, mm, I don't know about this. But that didn't happen that often, to be fair. There's one thing that really stuck with me that they did. I, I want to say it was 2016. Um, and I, I was shocked by this because I've never seen anything like this, especially from a place like Treehouse. Uh, they closed, I think, every Saturday in December. Uh, because they said it's the holiday season, we want our staff to spend time with their families. That's fair. They shut down their busiest day, essentially. Uh, well, granted, you know, it just reallocates at that time. Their batches were so small, they were selling out either way. So it's just, you know, it just probably allocates that to Monday through Friday, and they're going to sell out either way. But, right. you know, it's something like that that makes me think that they are kind of above the, the hysteria and bullshit. I mean, I would hope so, but at the same time, I think uh, hysteria and bullshit is at least partially responsible for your uh, 53,000 square foot brewery, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous in Charleston. This is true. Yeah. And to get back it's... to the, like, the history is, uh, I mean, let's, we should talk about like how they got there. Yeah, well, what's crazy is that, like, as we talked about, they started homebrewing and, and kind of releasing their beer. Um, so from that point, after they had that dispute um, with the, uh, the resident and with Brimfield in general, it seems like that's when they moved to their first location in Brimfield, which was a uh, like a really small, like super small, because for those who have never been to Treehouse now, there's actually the original, like, Building that they were in uh, in Brinfield in the tap room in Charlton, which is a really cool nod for those people who have been there and know. Um, 
But anyways, it was a very, very, very small little farm site, farm stand that they converted into a, an even <laughs> an even smaller brewery. Uh, and that's when they started really selling. And that's when they started with the Curiosity series and other things. Um, but that's the like the birthplace of, of Treehouse Brewery. Right, like what we know now. Uh, yeah, exactly. And 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 from there they moved to Munson, um, which was a bigger site um, in 2013. So and that place was no joke. Uh, that the like the place. No, yeah, it, was it was beautiful. Yeah. The only thing that was a joke was the fact that there was no parking and everybody would line up because they had the best beer in the world. Can you imagine uh, living on that street? Oh, oh my god. god. I, see, the thing is, I would love to live on that street back in that day because <laughs> I would make a deal with them. I would I would go to go to the brewery, you know, off hours and say, "You give me, you know, just just the allotment. I'm not even going to be selfish. I'm not going to ask for more. I'm just going to ask for my allotment." Uh, and <laughs> you know, you can use my front lawn to <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully nobody causes any damage, but, uh, you know, I, I like the beer. I wonder if that uh, happened. I can help you out. I, I'm sure. I wonder if tried. that was a thing. I think I, well, so actually this is interesting because I was looking at their, their post, uh, when they released Curiosity 100, uh, last week and they had this really long or two weeks ago. Wow. Um, this really long post about, you know, kind of summarizing their whole journey. And one of the things that stuck out to me was a fast tracked destination brewery under construction while desperately trying to keep up. And that was, you know, in the timeline of them moving to Charlton from Munson. And my thought is that it just got, and I know we've, we've speculated this before, but it just got so out of hand with, the busyness on that street that they had to prematurely move to Charlton. Yeah. Because, no, I agree. Know, I, I think to a certain extent, and, and I say, you know, of course, I haven't experienced it, so of course I'd say, yeah, you know, you uh, you give me give me today's allotment and people can park on my lawn, but could you imagine, like, ever trying to get out of your driveway between, uh, like, Wednesday and Saturday if oh. you live next to Treehouse? Yeah. Like, it, like there'd actually be time. It'd be miserable be for stuck. hours and hours. If you were coming home from work, yeah, you could literally be stuck in hour traffic, probably <laughs> on your on own like street, a mile long road, uh, <laughs> yeah. on your own street, on but this like, tiny street this like, in Munson, Massachusetts. It's it's insane. So you know, it's easier said than done. Of course, I, I just you know, Treehouse beer at that time too. I thought was you know the peak of all beer. So. It's, uh, you know, easier said than done. And and keep in mind for the listener that that this period of time was like 2016 when things really exploded to the level that it really started affecting the residents of Munson. Like up until that point, sure, there were people coming in. But even when we first started going, it wasn't insane. It wasn't to the point where people were like, mauling down trees and parking on neighbors' yards. Like, yeah, you it could, grew you could and grew and grew. Near the brewery. It, yeah. Speaking of that, does anybody, shall we share our first treehouse experiences? Uh, I Ooh. don't even, I, I think I went with Tony, so he could, I don't know. I don't really remember mine. Well, I just remember having green. I have, 
I have one before we act before Justin and I actually went to the brewery, which was twenty fifteen, uh, the last day of the year, New Year's Eve, with um, my fiance's brother. He opened up a can of <laughs> juice machine for me and gave me half, and that is what started years and years of of my life kind of vanishing before my eyes. Um, <laughs> But I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I, I was telling you guys, like, we have to go here. We have to go. Um, and that's when we went. In 2016, Justin, was the first day we went, we got green, we got Julius, and we got Curiosity 24. 24. Yeah. 24. Wow. That's, it's, I think by the time, I, the first time I went was, uh, it's funny because I could, honestly probably almost tell you the, the date because it was right before I started working at Trillium I think it was like August 25th or something 2016 in that area uh, I'm not that big of a fanboy that I remember I just you know it in you know I know what time of year it was because of where I was so um, I waited in line it was a Wednesday I, I went with some co-workers during lunch which did not took much longer than an hour but you know, I just got that job so it was fine and, and the other guy was the owner's son so it didn't really matter um, and he's just like oh you're, you're going to work at Trillium we got to check out Treehouse like if you've never had it um, and so yeah we, we drove out and it was a 45 minute wait uh, just for uh, I think it was what were the limits six cans at the time if it was a Wednesday they'd come out with like you'd get six cans of alter ego and six cans of Julius, I think, or that's what I got that day at least. But, uh, so, you know, drove 45 if you're minutes, lucky. waited in line for 45 minutes and yeah. Right. And, and, and got my, my 12 cans and, uh, headed back to work for the day. Uh, really not a super special experience, but, uh, really opened my eyes up to what the beer industry could be. Cause at that point it was, it was very new to me. And somebody's dinner is ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, um, it, it makes me think of, uh, like, the, the, just bringing up the can limit. Like, I'm pretty sure I had been there to receive only four cans one time, which made me feel like a total jackass <laughs> in Munson. Because I was like, oh. waiting in line for these four measly cans. And then I went home and drank them. It was probably all, all good. I think, I think, uh, that might've been the day I got very green in two. I think I got two cans of that, two cans of something else, but I, I don't remember. No, I feel like there was one day I got a can limit of four though. And it was ridiculous. I I got you both beat. I'm, I, I know you, I went on a day where they had one can only. Really? One can only. What was it? It was a it was a bright <laughs> <laughs> one can. No way. It was literally like No you didn't. One can of bright. Yeah, well it it it, it had never been come out yet. They so I needed to get it. Cause if I uh, didn't get it. That's Yeah. That that happened to me twice. Uh not with Bright, actually one time with Bright, but um I, never have I gone for just one can. Um, I've gone for two, but uh, 
I this I think it was the second time I went to Treehouse and it was it was like a Friday night before one of our one of our you know early beer shares together and I went to Treehouse first and they announced batch 500 a double shot as I was uh, like driving there so you know <laughs> that you Jackpot. I didn't even know what that meant really at the time. Uh, yeah, jackpot until, like, you're waiting in line and you see the person come by counting how many people are there and you're just like, shit, am I gonna, am I gonna get it? And then, like, everybody else in line is adding (laughs) up, like, how many people are ahead of them and then, like, you're trying to figure out how many people have probably already come and left to work that into your calculation and, you know, long story short, fine, I got two bottles of double shot and, uh, I I forget what else is, you know, another can or two, but... That's, it's just that's a real guy. horror of going in that you may <laughs> not get what you go for at that time because that. of how much hype. You might also just get nothing. Right. I was going <laughs> to say, I was gonna say Tony, you I, might I have to literally <laughs> get nothing. <laughs> I've, have I've you gone, gone and gotten nothing? Yeah, it sucked. Like, wow. literally, oh. they got, like, like, the parking lot guy just like basically like gives you like the turnaround signal with his hand it's basically oh, no. like we ran out of beer and like he's like yeah there's no, no you're breaking beer. my heart yeah oh my god it was, yeah it was, that's awful man it was bad like and i was pissed too like that was my first really bad taste in my mouth from like a like a brewery you know what i mean like and i can't really think i don't even think i can say that for almost any other place other than um just recently I went to Wachusett and they were they were closing at like eight o'clock. It was like, why even be open? I don't I don't know what day it was, but it was like, why are you closing at eight? And that and that was even dumber than <laughs> driving an hour and a half for beer, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing though. You're it's such a time investment to go to Munson that to to go and and drive basically three hours round trip would that's devastating. Yeah, that's. It, it is devastating, and honestly, and honestly, thank you for, thank you, Tony, for working close to there for so long. Because yeah. I, I distinctly remember times that I'd be at work at Trillium and see that you know get a notification from Treehouse that they dropped, you know, X, Y, or Z, and instantly started like, okay, well they open at two today, so and like start figuring out how many people per hour would go. <laughs> Without a the treehouse calculations. And, and try, yeah, but but actually, and like all my coworkers would be like, "Ah, oh, shit, are you going to treehouse?" Like they release this, and it's like, uh, you know, in and luckily enough, you're just like, just gotta work on my way. I'm like, oh, thank God, because like, by the time I leave work and get there, like nine times out of ten, they would have been sold out, which is which is a crazy yeah. thought that like before the normal work day is done for you know the nine to fivers at least um they're sold out and it just makes you think like how how are people just going all the time and lucky for you you know you, you got out early or lucky for us at least that, that was, was lucky for that you. was my question was just how were these guys and and gals doing this all the time and i would see similar people right? and and I, as you said it was fortunate that i could go but <laughs> Like we know, it, you it, it astounded it just, me. Yeah, it's it just makes me think like, are all these people exactly like you with your your work schedule, or do they just uh, 
you know, maybe they're maybe they're just dealing treehouse on the you know on the beer markets because <laughs> let's be honest, you can almost make a living off that, or at least at one point you probably could. So. Yeah, not so much now, but definitely back in 2015, 2016. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Even, I'd say, late 2018, um, Julius still had ridiculous trade value. And, like, that was when, you know, after a year of them being in Charlton, when they've had, like, a, you know, case limit for Julius for the last 12 months. It's still (laughs) sold on beer trade markets higher than most most stuff, so. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's crazy crazy. how much of like of like a big deal treehouse is like when we think about it, like when we first started talking about this, I I said like the treehouse experience is like big, you know, it's this big thing. And it's not that that's their goal, but there's just so much clout behind the brewery that it's this huge thing. And and that's what made it so like I have to get it. I need it in my life, you know, and that's what's crazy. Like people would literally buy cans of it. Like empty cans, yeah. empty cans, yeah. Oh, I, oh, Jake, I, you, you know all about that. Wow, I've never even. I can't believe I haven't been able to tell this story. But now that you guys have brought it up, because I wasn't even thinking of it for tonight. But uh, yeah, I would. I literally sold empty cans of Treehouse on eBay because a) it's illegal to sell canned beer on eBay, and I explicitly stated that they were empty cans. And I think I turned over like maybe. A hundred cans for like easily every bit of a hundred dollars. I think it was like a hundred and twenty dollars, like just in, wow. the, in small little That's, bunches. Yeah, yeah. And it's absurd that you can in, in like certain cans. I'm sure if it was a really rare beer, you could probably sell that for as much as the actual full beer cost. Like if it was a Curiosity, you know, I don't know, twenty five or something, and like somebody you know sitting in a cave and. You know, yeah. further Western Mass is just like I have all the labels except for Curiosity Twenty Five. <laughs> that like drop a you know, honestly I could see more. But than it's crazy to me. Beer, so yeah, because that person's never going to be able to drink the beer. They're literally just getting it, like, what does that do for them? Is it because they like the art, or is it like this thing like, oh yeah, I've had Curiosities Thirteen through a hundred. I, the only thing I can all see, of them. I, the value of a, a of a complete collection of anything is higher than all the some of the parts. You know this what I mean? True. Or I mean, it's it, having it's a said good point. that. Also, though, I I mean, their art used to I used to love their artwork. I think it's kind of changed since. Yeah, me too. I love it. Started too. to release so many beer. I don't think it has. It definitely has changed. Where they have like the generic treehouse and different colors for beers, and then they just decided to put forests and like trees not even like nice trees but just like light shining (laughs) through a forest and this like holographic label and it's like why is everything this now um you know looking back there's like uh what is it lights on i think that's actually still that's a proper can now but i think it's it's still the same label but like that's a beautiful label yeah it's gorgeous it's a beautiful can that little cabin on the hill yeah and oh, I think so, that's so picturesque. Going for. They're one of the yeah, few, it really is. They're one of the few breweries where I, I love their printed cans. I love their, you know, the uh, the label can. Like honestly, I, I prefer a treehouse label can because it makes it feel like more like fleeting. Like the permanent cans, you know, you yeah. can go, you oh. like, you know what I mean? Like there's something to that where you see the label on it and you're you like, you know, that'll be back. Right, exactly. With like the, yeah. the printed cans, you know they'll be back. But with the with the labels, it's just like 
you know it's limited. It's, it, yeah. Will this be gone? Right. It's all and what's interesting about all this is that I literally have, I'm I'm pretty sure like every single unique beer from like 2016 to 2019, uh, with labels at my parents' house. <laughs> that I have a, a disgusting. That's incredible. I have a disgusting can collection that. Yeah. Isn't I wouldn't I'm say not it's that far complete. behind you either. But yeah, we got to figure out what the fuck to do with them. I'm trying to figure that out right now. I uh, hey, well, I started. Hey, listeners, I, I like if you uh, labels off, that's a good idea. And hey, listener, if like, you uh, want tiles. one of our cans, send us an email at canningrunpod at gmail dot com, and and maybe we can work something out. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I'm not not for free though. Right, obviously not for free because as you have to you have to very carefully package the empty cans, or else you know they're gonna get fucked yeah. up. Can I? I want to. I want to. Not to mention, I've had them stored for quite some time. <laughs> I, I just wanna, storage fees. Yeah, you got it. You got to pay the piper. Uh, I wanted <laughs> to talk about just like I we're kind of like glowing about our experiences, but I mean we have talked about some negative experiences there. But I like so I was just checking out their like Google reviews before we started this episode, and um, so that they have a very overwhelmingly positive group of reviews on Google 4.7 stars out of 5 that's pretty good but if you sort by the lowest rating overwhelmingly the negative reviews are about the experience they're not really about the beer so every you know and i think that's the reason Interesting. Why, that's the reason people like us who really appreciate the beer follow like are willing to kind of overlook a lot of stuff is because the beer is that good but I do think that if they really wanted to ever expand beyond, like, I, they're always going to do well at the capacity they're at now. But if they ever really want to get, like, let's say 10 times bigger, like, or, or as big as, like, a, you know, like a Boston beer company or something like that, they're going to have to change so much about what they are now. I don't think they want to get bigger. Yeah. I, I think I, you're I right. think they're. I, it seems to me that their their goal is kind of to fill into this Charlton facility, and then they have that farm in Connecticut. Um, it's interesting with the experience, though, because part of that is out of their hands. Of course, your experience is going to be kind of shitty if you're waiting in line for an hour and a half, and it makes it a little worse when you go inside and they're all just kind of relaxed and taking their time but i also like i kind of respect it but i can also see why people dislike it because it's it's not like you can go there sit down and have a beer you because and you you can't let's just think of either of us like back in the day you couldn't let's just think of either of us each of us like justin went all the way to munson and didn't get beer he had to turn around and drive home uh i was in a traffic jam where i had to pull my car off the road to park and got you know a, a big nick in my car hood you know like the, we could have easily been so you know like frustrated by those moments that we turned to write a google review or something like that you know this is true i think also there's probably and i'm not discounting any of these negative reviews um, except I guess I am a little bit because I'm sure that some people are just to a certain extent, like, you know, it's 2020 now, uh, you kind of have to know how treehouse works and it's unfortunate if you don't, but I could be wrong, but I think they used to say, you know, follow, you know, the case limits and, and 
case counts on Twitter. And they might not have said that, but they'd always say, you know, this is what we have available first. You know, they kind of laid it out for you. And to a certain extent, like, you have to know what you're getting into. And I feel like they led people in the right direction. A lot of times those people just didn't take the initiative to actually figure out what they're getting into. Because, like, you know, I'm sure there'd be people that roll up, like, an hour after they sold out and be like, oh, yeah, I'm here for the brewery. And they'd be like, sorry, we sold out an hour ago. And people would be like, what? But you said on your website, it's just like, yeah, we said we'd sell out, basically, and, and people wouldn't... I well, they also would say, check check our social media, because they were constantly sending updates, like, should last an Constant. hour, should last 20 minutes, you know? I will Several, give them that, yeah, that they were like, very good with that. They, like, they basically... Yeah, could you imagine being the person that, like, they have somebody at all times calculating how many people are in line how many cans are left and like that's insane that's nuts and yeah like, they insane. went through extra like to actually keep us that updated it's like that's above and beyond to a certain extent where it's just like they could easily say yeah we got 500 cases it's a six can limit uh for each each brand uh first come first serve and just leave it at that but i'm sure that led yeah. to, that would have led to angry phone calls and people just being like, oh, do you do you have this left? And it's just, it's easier for them to, you know, just I, stay on top. I will say, it, you know. They have shown a lot of respect for their customers in a lot of ways. And nothing can be perfect. Totally. But I, I, think, I think it is fair to give them a benefit of the doubt when they were in Munson a lot of the time. I will say that since they've gone to Charlton, which, you know, we should shift because they went from Munson to Charlton. And things have to change because obviously just the amount of beer the, the experience has shifted a lot from that change in 2017 but i think they've changed a little bit too in the way they deal with the public oh def definitely and um I, in I think terms it's for the of worst. so i in in what way do you think it's for the worst because I, I i'm not i might agree with you but well, I mean, I just, I, I think know. they continue to make the mistake of, like, treating their customers like, uh, like, that they don't, I mean, they don't really value the time and effort that it takes to go to Treehouse, wait in, wait in the lines, uh, deal with, like, the limits, because not everyone can go all the time, so it's, I don't know, it's just, like, so much planning you have to do around what you're going to do so, there. So, I agree, There, there's... I agree and I don't because I think they were kind of rushed into Munson. Sorry, they were rushed into Charlton. And I think I actually haven't been since they've had more renovations, you know, like a year ago now. Um, but, you know, how they like moved the tap room and like had like a more defined retail area. And I think that was probably I think they opened prematurely. And because of that, it wasn't as smooth running. And I think they, I kind of respect a company that wants to like maintain its, its vibe despite moving. And I think it's important to like, you know, they had a very relaxed culture and I, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on them for trying to keep that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well like at the same time, we, we can't get pours. We're literally just here to get beer. So like try to step up, step it up a little bit and, Especially, like you said, respecting people's time and the effort that it takes. Like, they know that people have FOMO about it. And they'd release, like, 
three special releases Friday or uh, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, and it's just like, ugh, come on. Those are like, moments that really bother me. Anyway. Like when they yeah. would, when I would make a, a special trip to go and get, say, Curiosity fifty eight, and then the next day they come out with fifty nine. It's like. That's come on, I, I I've already gone out of my way to come to to see you guys, and 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 now I feel compelled to because of FOMO, which again is my own problem, and that's not their problem. But when you have a series that's literally, it's it moves in a line, and you want to have all of those beers, it compels you even more. So it's not just like a green or a Julius or an alter ego. It's like I only have this one time to get this because it's going to sell out, and when it's sold out, it's gone. Right. So in that aspect, mm-hmm. I agree with I agree, I agree that it's it's a negative, and that they really aren't thinking of of their community. But in 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 a lot of other ways, they really do. They they they. What I see is is a loss of closeness with their um, customers, but I think that's natural just from how big they've gotten, and it can't be this little. Um, you know, it's an intimate space like it was in Munson where the, it's literally like you wait in line a hundred feet from the brewery and you walk into the brewery to buy your, your, your beers, you know, it's not even like a, a separation. You see it when you're in, in the tap room. Right. It's, it's a struggle. Um, especially concerning like the, you know, seeing the business aspect of it. Cause on one hand, it's like, it's so annoying that, they would release two curiosities back to back or release a King Julius and then a juice machine back to back. And you, they know people are going to line up. Um, I don't, you know, from a business perspective, I don't understand because I feel like they would sell out either way. So it doesn't matter if they sell out all on Wednesday or on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I guess they're trying to like, it makes sense if you could get draft, but most of the time you couldn't. So like if you could, go and then they would also be making money off the draft beer they'd be selling you and it's just like just considering they have this massive facility that they have to pay for like i kind of understand the business aspect of it but i think i do think they crossed the line with it i will say that there's an aspect to this that we're not taking into account and it's something that nate says all the time not necessarily treehouse brewing says all the time but nate says all the time it's that we release when the beer is ready to be released that's so you know, if they're doing two IPAs and maybe even one was brewed a week before or three days before in the brewing schedule, if it's ready, it's going out. We're not going to send something out next week because, uh, you know, to, to help folks with their traveling, we're yeah. just going to put it out. Yeah, that's true. And I think that does kind of make it a it's an us problem <laughs> more so than a their problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. But, you know, having said all this, um you know, we've talked a lot about the treehouse experience, of course, but on the actual beer side, uh, I don't like it nearly as much as I used to. Same. And I, I don't know if that's like, there was something, of, and I don't think I've, you know, maybe it's my cynical lens over this whole industry over the last few years, but um, I, I don't think. I think there was a massive difference when I'd have a, a Julius or a Green three or four years ago versus Agreed. now, and and it's it's still delicious, but it was it was like life changing. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was no, literally I, uh, like never will I ever have anything as close to 
I distinctly remember opening a green can. Um, and I think it was two cans that you gave me, Tony. You're like, open one tonight and open one in three days. Uh, I opened one that night and it was really good. But I opened the other one three days later and I've never had an IPA close to as good as it. Not Same. even close. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. Like, when they were in Munson, you waited in line and you went every time because every time, for the most part, it was really a special experience that you had drinking that beer. And I don't know if it's the water. They claim that the well water on the property in Munson, like, really changed the complexity. I don't know if it's because there's a, 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 a difference in elevation, but something about Charlton beer, and, and maybe it's just batch size. Maybe they, you know, despite the fact that they've been there for three years now, are, are still struggling to get that mouthfeel, to get that flavor punch that came from Munson because of how much control they had over that brew uh, space. Um, but... There's so many factors that go into it, so we have to be mindful of that. But I couldn't agree more. Like, you have a green today versus a green in 2016 or 2017. You're like, okay, this is – it's a different beer. It's it's funny also and when you say mouthfeel because in all honesty, that's something – that's a term that we used to use a lot more, I feel like. And now – yeah, this like this mouth because it's, it's gone so, away it has gone away and, it's gone like, and, and it's more it's not just so the with treehouse though because like it, it was such a, i remember you had the perfect word you called it pillowy because that's yeah. what it was it was somehow pillowy but it was light at the same time it, well of course because pillowy is light so like now <laughs> you have these like you know if you have mouthfeel like you don't really have mouthfeel anymore it's just like a dense beer you either have like a dense beer or a light beer. You don't have this like amazingly like dense and light at the same time. And yeah, that's something that like I and it's funny just hearing you say mouthfeel and then kind of realizing that I haven't used that to describe an IPA in over two years probably. <laughs> I I can't tell you the last time I used mouthfeel as as an expressive word in quite some time. I feel like. Besides that, like, insane answer stout. Like, it, it, there's not a lot of variance nowadays. It's just, like, stouts tend to be super thick because they put too much adjuncts in it. And, like, IPAs tend to be on the thinner side or, or dense. Dense without, without like, kissing your, your, your tongue and mouth. You dense know? in like, a bad way. It's like it, yes. the, the hop particles are, like, it's like you're drinking, like, a poor, like, if you're trying to dissolve... Like, if you're trying to dissolve, like, sugar and water, and you kind of, like, half-ass it and then try to drink it, it's, like, that's what I feel like hops are in beer a lot of times, where it's just, like, we put so many hops in that it's just too, it's just too much. And th that's not a treehouse thing. I, I don't think they're, they fall well, into that category. Well, here's an interesting but. theory. What if hops have changed because the demand is so intense that they're now changing the practices with how they... Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are because something like Galaxy Hops or, you know, I think there's with anything, uh, you know, it could be less natural farming processes to try to, you know, get a higher crop yield. It could easily be something like that, um, which is kind of a shame. And I, I have no idea whether or not that's true. But me either. It's um, that's a great theory. What about I, this? About what about that. this? Let's take it even a step further when we're talking about plants. And, and, and I don't really know about plants, so Justin, uh, help me out with this. But what about Galaxy's a newer hop, okay? That hasn't been around for too, too long. So what if every, you know, 
uh, yield every time it, it it's yielded it just like gets like less saturated or, or like the, the complexity well, of the plant changes I don't know yeah no, well actually that makes sense in terms of uh, like when you have like if it's a I don't know things grow differently in the wild than when they're you know if it's wild it's not it's totally natural but when you have humans cultivating it it's 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 different like it's you know yeah justin you could probably talk more on this but I, like i i know what you mean i just don't know how to articulate it me either uh, like i mean i think i think that's a good point with the hops like i mean uh like just from quickly looking it up like galaxy is like mostly well it's it's grown in australia so and they have huge fluctu- fluctuations with their like climate basically like half of australia like burned to the ground last year so maybe that affected it's a good point like, mm. I, like i really don't, i don't know enough to like make that claim but like i think i think yeah with newer hops especially like these uh ones that are sort of designed for this industry there's probably a lot more um you know that they don't know about them than that they like like you know like said like centennial hops have been grown forever so people pretty much know what to expect. Uh, any challenge? I mean, it's just like any other plant that you would come across. Like, you'll see shit one year with a certain plant that you might you might not see for another like five years. Like whether it's like a certain in- right. insect or whatever it is. So I mean, that could definitely be it. But I don't know it, enough about hops specifically. No, Me yeah, either. I, I, and it all does make sense though, just because the demand for especially. Galaxy. Yeah, it's, there's so many whether it's natural or the farming or it, you know any aspect of it it could um it, it could all be different but that's that's a great point great it, it point, could also Tony. be the difference of using real hops or using pellets or using or extracts yeah different extra like they who knows what they're doing there it, but uh, just to go back for like a quick second was um like you got you guys were talking about like the pillowy mouthfeel thing and well i do agree that that it's like it's definitely less so now i think of all the breweries that are doing those hazy ipas that treehouse is still the closest to like what they originally had totally agree. and most people don't really even come close uh i totally agree with that but i will say most recently there is still one brewery who has not changed one bit I if think you I guys can guess say. it, I, I have a feeling you're going to say Hill Farmstead. One hundred percent, Hill Farmstead. <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> because I love Treehouse, but Hill Farmstead is perfect. But we need to be uh, mindful that Hill Farmstead has been in the same location for a long time. No, I know, and but you know, so I, I think that kind of brings upon it the question of, um, what is what's too much and and for me i don't think you know i don't disagree with the moves treehouse has made i think they're um you know definitely from a business standpoint but even like you said justin it's the beer is still the closest out of every other brewery it's the closest to what it used to be um but at the same time it's just like canteon hasn't moved yeah but that, Hill that's, farmstead that's, is just like we we know what we do best they understand that, and their main goal is to put put out the highest quality beer. So, um, so Tom, so why do. why do you think that Treehouse won't continue to expand and like get bigger? When when all these other ones you're praising are like 
the the simple ones like the ones yeah like, I, I i do love the simplicity just because i think it adds to a and maybe it's just so i think like treehouse i think they want the simplicity but i i think to us i think they're they were kind of handcuffed in a way because i'm sure they would love something like hill farm said i could be totally wrong my impression is that they would love something like that but they're too popular and they're they were literally they would have to have been shut down if they stayed where they were oh definitely like they would have been like the town probably would have shut them down so it's just like you know sacrifices and i can only hope that you know maybe they somehow go back to a time where you know or can have no you're totally right tom but it's the consumer that really kind of ruined it for treehouse to like make what they wanted you know, like they had to do a lot of things that were probably changes from what they initially saw as their vision because of the demand and the need and how insane of a zoo it turned into. Yeah. Um, they changed for us. And, and it I, did. It changed. I think it's fair. Like for me to say all this stuff like about like I, I know like a lot of their movement from location to location has been a result of necessity more than like we want to expand like we want to sell more beer and like make you wait in longer lines like no i like i don't think it's anything like that so i I, i'm just kind of bringing it up as like a just to play devil's advocate no of course i think and i I think it's i think you should but you know what one more thing i wanted to talk about is what they're doing now and i have not picked up beer from them but have you seen their instructions to or to pick up beer now <laughs> i haven't yeah. seen the instructions but um i kind of love the the cases that they're doing i mean i love that you can do it yeah like this is something that they in all honesty probably should have done a long time ago <laughs> and I, I guess they do say they apologize for their lack of flexibility on orders and stuff like that but it's very like it's someone in that in those google reviews made uh made a comment of like it feels like we're in like soviet russia like waiting in line like no <laughs> what beer, no, like I, like or so oh my I, god I, like no beer for you and like it's so dramatic and it is dramatic but when you do read these lines like when you see the picture of the car with the number on it and Lauren <laughs> Lanier's name and like it's just it's it's a little funny and i mean i don't i don't uh, disparage them too much for it. Like they're doing what they have to do. And I respect that. But I've heard. Uh, I only know one person that has gone, but had a great experience with it though. Really? Like still had to wait, but like in you the- have your you have your number in your car, and like <laughs> apparently the way they do it's super organized. I believe. And that. like you drive up and you, like, they ask you know you put your number up and they i don't know direct you to the right spot and then somebody just brings you your beer like it's uh i don't know it's yeah who knows i haven't experienced it though so i can't really say yeah i don't want to talk shit until i've done it but it's just like the whole instruction like it just ah it's just it's this time that we're living through is such a bummer and then you go to treehouse website and they're like you stay in your car don't roll down your windows like have your id number ready the minimum order is one like all these commands and it just sucks Mm -hmm. yeah but at the same time like it's it's nice to see that they're taking it seriously for their staff and also for others but on the opposite side of that to play devil's advocate like you were saying like i understand how that it it takes a lot away from the experience which is Uh, already borderline depending on who you are anyway exactly 
I, I mean, for me, like when I really think about like the the Char- the Charlton experience, I agree with you, Justin. That like waiting in line and and that whole experience is is pretty miserable. And and I don't think there's any way around it being miserable, unfortunately. But I will say, if you can go and get a pour, and it's not overrun with like kids and dogs and people everywhere, if you can go on like a, a, a Wednesday Thursday afternoon. it's really wonderful to be there like just to get a seat and have a beer with a friend um that experience is a wonderful experience we used to do that on tuesdays like tuesdays we would you could you can pass the retail line um back like when they had first opened up on for tuesdays and we would literally pass the retail line because we're like well we don't we can just get a pour of it and we'd get a like get our two pours and just like hang out and watch the brewery it's great. Yeah. I miss it. It's great. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and again, like, Charlton, it can be a hit or miss. I get it. Right now, with everything going on with COVID, it's strange. Um, but I think there's one last thing we should kind of hit on with Charlton, which is, like, this insanity surrounding their their all their traffic and, like, leaving and getting into the brewery. How, what has been your experience <laughs> going to Charlton? Honestly, I've... Uh so rarely had a problem at Charlton. I think the first time I ever went there, I parked in the dirt lot, which I hated. Um, and I've probably parked there another time or two, but honestly, I've never had a problem with traffic. And like I've gone on, on days where I remember when human condition came out and that's when I waited in line for two cans. Um, even though I think they had other things available. I, I, I just got those two. Um, but I've gone on some other big release days and waited for close to two hours and had no problem with the the traffic. So I think, I don't know. I, I guess it's more of a timing issue. Um, I've never experienced it. Yeah. You know, at the at the opening time, outside of that one time I went and it was it was fine. I agree with you. I haven't had problems either. Well, that's disappointing. We we have no gossip. Well, the, the gossip is like this. The the story is is that there's been a lot of accidents with folks oh, yeah. coming from either side. Because for those who haven't been to Treehouse, basically there's this one road with two lanes, and then if you're coming from one one way, you have to turn into traffic to turn left into the brewery. Uh, which just the fact that you're slowing down on a very uh, busy highway is quite dangerous so what they did to combat that is about 200 feet down on that side they put uh like a big screen up that says like cars turning on left up uh, 200 feet take notice and that's helped a lot but on the on the opposite way it's much easier to come in because you just take your right right in yeah um i say the biggest problem for for treehouse was in the beginning when folks who are trying to get on the highway would leave the brewery going left that's what caused a lot of accidents oh uh, yeah i could because they're that. going against traffic going both sides very quick um yeah, but the good thing is that, you know, uh, Treehouse has kind of understood that, and it seems like they're working with the town of Charlton to to put in some sort of, like, traffic circle or something, which is pretty cool, actually. It's, yeah, it is cool, and it's, it's great of them. And it's just really, like, I feel for them because they're kind of suffering from, like, they, they have to now deal with traffic because we can't all be adults when going to Treehouse. Like, you have to... And I'm not I'm not talking... Like, I've seen people recklessly, like, take the turn, you know, because it's... it's Hashtag release day. 
you got to get there. Uh, like I, I have seen that never, like I've never experienced any traffic. I've never come close to an accident, but I'm just like this idiot doesn't know that like, or either they, like they must know because if they're here, they know what Treehouse is. And they like, it's yeah. just this, this weird, um, this weird sensation that they cause. And it's just like, people just, people go wacky for them. Yeah. People lose their mind for it. I, I will say they've made it so that it's, it, it's impossible with cones and stuff to turn left now. So that's positive. Um, Good. You boys ready for a palate cleanser? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, this week, we're going to do a little beer reflection. How does that sound? I don't even remember the beers we had last. So we're going to... That's perfect. This is going to be a reflection. That's perfect, because I do. So last time when we got together in my backyard for our last beer share, we started off with Key Bump... Triple IPA from Who Farted? Who Farted? Who? Uh, I I remember nothing about this, in all <laughs> honesty. Which I think kind of That's is good. pretty pretty much on par with how I look at most IPAs. Uh, they all blend together, and it's probably just another. It was a triple IPA, right? Yeah, it was a triple. I, okay, I do remember saying triple IPAs shouldn't be made. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or maybe I was just thinking it, but uh, I think that was my thought. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I remember thinking it was not too atrocious for a triple, but I don't remember loving it. I agree. Uh, I think we all kind of agreed that the beer would probably have a lot more brightness uh, and like floral notes if it were fresher. Um, but as as I told you guys, I got this in a uh, Massachusetts um, package store, so it had been <laughs> sitting on a shelf for quite some time, which I think really mellowed a lot of those bright uh, tropical notes we would have gotten from the hops. Um, so it's unfortunate that we couldn't give it as as uh, as fair a review as, as we we probably would have if we had it fresh. Right. right. Uh, next up was one ton of pomegranate. Weird. It was weird. It was Who weird. Who was this again? It was, that was uh, Tool. Yeah, tool. Yep. Oh yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh wait, I, I I vaguely remember this. Um, was it? Uh, to me, it tasted more like like a different flavor. Agreed. It, it yeah. Wasn't, it didn't really. I mean, it wasn't a bad flavor, but it just for and for their one ton series, like it was. It, it I remember. It, it wasn't even red. Yeah. Right. It was. It, it was nope. more like a sour that was lightly introduced <laughs> to some pomegranate than oh, yeah. one, one tons of pomegranate. I we, think we, the, uh, the, at least my, I think I remember saying that like when they say one ton of pomegranates that like maybe they counted the skin. Like who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we talked at length for like what aspect of this was pomegranate just because we were so confused by the color based off of what we know about pomegranates. But I think we learned a little bit about pomegranates and beer, which is that they are not red and they are not as pungent as pomegranate juice. Um, overall, a okay beer, but we expected more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up was the uh, Haunted Fields uh, Stout by Trillium and Jay Wakefield. Uh, you know, uh, for me, this is just kind of on par with what I expected for a Trillium J. Wakefield collab. Uh, overly sweet. I, I was kind of bummed because I, th- I didn't see lactose, so I thought it might not be a pastry stout, but uh, it was indeed a, a pastry boy special. And 
I couldn't sleep the whole night. Not the whole night, but I, I didn't sleep well the next night because uh, those things just keep me up, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm a little better. No. I agree. I, I was expecting more... Uh, I was actually expecting a little more flavor to come through. Like, I thought it was pretty one note. And the only thing that made it interesting was the oak that we talked about for a while. That was kind of interesting, but not in a good way, per se. I think it was, was it Spanish cedar? Or am I thinking of a different beer? Uh, it might have been. I, it was just wood. There yeah. was some wood character. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was cedar. It was cedar chips. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Though it was, uh, you know, for a, it's that's what I think what led to my disappointment. I was expecting, you know, this much more complex stout. But um, you know, I'm, Trillium and Jay Wakefield can do better than that. It's just it's catering to the people and or the loud people. I feel like, and the loud people just want sweet stouts a lot of times. So it's kind of a bummer. But that's yeah, definitely what it is. It's just me. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Not bad, but sweet. <laughs> yeah, I think not bad is a really fair uh it review. Uh next yeah. up <laughs> next up is Anna by Hill Farmstead. Tom, let's start with you. Look, I mean I know I gush over certain breweries and Hill Farmstead's one of those, but they, <laughs> they deserve every word I say. Yeah. It it's honestly in having this after Haunted Fields, a nice crisp light saison that just like purifies your palate doesn't even cleanse it it purifies it not only your palate but your soul your soul no you're right (laughs) i just i feel like a better person after i drink that beer yeah yeah i mean to to go off what you're saying like i think we all agree that that was the best beer uh by a long shot um and there's reason for it it's it's just made so well it's always consistent it's delicious it's wonderful slightly tart there's a little bit of funk it's just it's it was a perfect beer to have in the middle of this grouping for sure my mouth's watering just thinking about it now. yeah uh, that would be a great beer to have with, and for any occasion with food without food just all around excellent yeah, i agree it just always hits the spot i remember getting it at the uh actually somebody else one of our buddies got it at the dive bar uh in, in Worcester and I I remember taking a sip of it and just I think it was the first time I had Anna and it just it's perfect it's so good yeah yeah and, and I mean we've had that experience so many times with with pretty much anything from Hill Farmstead uh, yeah I agree yeah. Um, ex- exceptional I would say mm. uh, up next we had another triple IPA because I wanted to mess with you guys it was the triple Ibex by Canned Heat Craft beer company oh now i'm forgetting which one see this is like. this is what i i remember this I'm, clearly refresh my memory you both despised it actually all of us despised it we yeah. thought it was we thought it was really weird there were like flavors in there that didn't make sense was it uh, yeah i think i think yeah i think you did pick up on like some like herbal notes in it which didn't make sense considering like the fruit profiles um, what were the what were the fruits? Sorry. Well, well, the, the fruit profiles that just come from oh, the hops. hops. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, Do you remember the hops in it? Uh, well, I, it doesn't list it unfortunately uh, on the page for uh, Untapped, but it says tastes of pineapple, mango, and other tropical notes. Fair. So um, you would expect, based off of that, that it would have more tropical notes, but it, <laughs> none. At yeah, the same then, time, how many breweries? 
next to their IPA just say taste of tropical notes and you know people just eat that shit up yeah that's true it is a real big selling point I think it's a very lazy way to sell an IPA or a double IPA or a triple IPA or a quadruple IPA I, I respect it uh, I respect the unripe melon more than just the <laughs> tropical notes and you know not that not that we're biting into unripe melons but um, you know it, it, it's a cheap way out no I agree and it's funny as we're going over this you know pretty far removed to that clearly the ones we did not like are out of our minds and brains um, oh yeah 100%. which is which is okay you know dump dump the shit you know get it out yeah um up next i i did not write down the name of this sorry justin but it was a hoppy lager with nelson do you remember what that was called bud oh it was the jack's abbey one yeah, right it was it was the jack's abbey it was it's like a series they do where they just hop lagers with single you know single hop varieties i'm pretty sure okay there's uh, two things I like about this. One, I, I, it was refreshing and good because, you know, Nelson's in it also, which is which is delicious. <laughs> but I just love the, uh, and, you know, I know Night Shift does like a one. Is it Night Shift that does the one hop this time? Um, yeah. Yes. And I, I, I appreciate the breweries that say, hey, this is it's this base beer, but we're adding Nelson. They're not trying to rebrand you know the same beer and shove it down your throat that it's something totally new they're just like it's the same beer we use a different hop uh you know they're not lying to you and they're helping you kind of understand each hop profile so you know another thing i like about that i agree i also like that they kind of took and they do this all with loggers obviously because jack's abbey is a logger brewery but i just i like that they're taking something so crisp and refreshing and perfect for summertime like a lager and then just adding like a subtle twist to it by adding just a one hop i think it's oh, a great yeah. idea and it's not it's it's the perfect amount it's it's still you don't lose that christmas of the lager uh and you just get a little addition of of the hops it's it's a good it's a good mix i'm i'm kind of hoping that that's one way the industry goes is just hopping lighter beers because i the thing that i love about craft beer is like that the floral fruity notes you get from hops and real beer but at the same time they've you know they kind of have over hopped everything in the ipa world now where it's like you can't get that experience that you could get from from a regular ipa like five or six years ago so i think I, i'm hoping that these loggers that are hopped are sort of fill that void that as i much, desperately miss as much as i agree with you I also totally disagree with you because I know where that's going to go and it's going to end up with over hops loggers. Oh, that's true. I, w I guess I don't necessarily want that, but could you really, could you really do that? People would. They would. Oh they God. Would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they would. Triple like, dry hopped hoppy lager with Nelson. Oh yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll get out of control. But like just the, 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 like, uh, such clean flavors on that Jack's Abbey, Nelson lager, whatever. Sorry. I forget what it's called, but, uh, yeah, I do too. Sorry, that's the one I did not write down. Sorry to our listeners. Please send us an email at canningrunpod at gmail.com with the name of this beer. Um, but I agree. It was it was perfect. It was a great way to almost end until we decided to not end there. Right. Which brings us yeah. to the end. Uh, which no, wait, is, wait, wait. It's called Nelson Bra. Nelson Bra. Or Bra. Okay. How, how are you say that word? B-R-A-U. Yep. Sorry. Bro. B R A U. Okay. Bro. 
Uh, yeah, well, anyways, uh, we had the Nelson Brow, and we, we enjoyed it. We thought it was a good, nice beer. And then we ended with the Hand of the King, which was a barley oh, wine, <laughs> which was a poor choice, uh, I think, for all of us, but mostly me, uh, which was by Omegong, which was a great barley wine. Delightful. Uh, Game of Thrones? Anybody? Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, that's a big, big, sturdy, alcoholic, boozy beer to end on um, for anyone. So, lesson learned. Yeah. It was good, though. It was really I good. enjoyed it. It was it, Barley Wines are actually, speaking of Barley Wines, we didn't touch upon the fact that Treehouse just released their first barrel-aged beer. That's true. I talked about it in the beginning, but we did not yep. discuss what it actually is. We should cap off the episode with how you're not going to be able to have it. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, we, we teased we. it. And thus ends the palate cleanser. Thank you, boys. Thank Love you. Love you. Uh, so, I guess to you know, in our final remarks, we should dive into this first. Tony, do you know? I I actually <laughs> didn't even enter in the the raffle because I I just just I didn't even know it was a raffle. I didn't read the whole post. Shame on me. Uh, but you want to give us the scoop on that? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little upset, just a little bit. But honestly, I'm not shocked. And I literally, when I got the news, when I got the email, I literally sent you guys shocker because for some reason, at the second that um, Treehouse made it to Charlton, I have not won a lottery to get into their anniversary parties for any of the beers that they put on lottery uh, to be able to buy. So. Not surprised that I didn't as well. But anyways, let's backtrack a little bit. So Treehouse um, just came out with their first ever barrel-aged beer, which is their Tree of Life uh, barley wine, which had been aged in port barrels um, for, I believe, 18 months. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I liked Tree of Life. I thought it was a good example uh, of the style for a barley wine. I'm very intrigued that they used port barrels. Uh, which I think might add some like very interesting complexity. Uh, but that being said, it doesn't matter because I and you will not be able to try it because we did not get uh, <laughs> the answer we were looking for from the lottery. It's I'm intrigued by this just because um, Tree of Life, it was, like you said, it was a good beer. I enjoyed it. But for is it their first barrel aged beer? It's their first barrel aged beer that they've released. Okay. Uh, yes. So, I, I, I'm just a little surprised that uh, in a, in our spec treehouse for it, you know they, uh, you know they do what they want to do. Um, but interesting that their first barrel aged beer is a barley one. Yeah, I I think it goes back to that thing that we talked about earlier with Nate being a, a big proponent of releasing beer when it's perfect. This is and true. He, he actually said that in the email that went out to, or, or the, uh, the the write-up about the the beer when it was first put up, uh, mm -hmm. that this was like one of a f two or th a few barrels that were perfect. Um, That's crazy. That's yeah. So like, it's not even the full batch. No, no, it was only like a, around like eight hundred or nine hundred bottles available. That's one unbelievable. Per person. That's that adds so much extra work for them too. Like, I'm surprised they didn't just, like, you know, wait till the majority of them were ready, blend them all together, and release, like, a, a you know, mega batch. But I mean, um, think of it this way. They, so t in order to be able to get into the lottery, you had to buy 
we had to spend one dollar which is fine because it all went to charity but they had 19,476 people buy one dollar lottery tickets basically so that's 20,000 people went in for 900 bottles <laughs> it's it's crazy unreal uh, and then what's cool about Treehouse is that they decided to match uh, that $20,000 donation uh, to, do- to donate $40,000 uh, to the Michael Jackson Foundation for Brewing and Distilling, um, which is uh, an organization that funds scholarships for black, indigenous, and people of color within the brewing and distilling trades. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, it is great that they do, and they do a lot. They do a lot like that, which we didn't talk about, and then I probably couldn't talk about. But I, we we all know they do things like that for the community, so yeah, you gotta respect that. They're, I uh, agree. They're good people. I think uh, you know that experience that I, I and I know we said that a lot of people don't like their experience, but I think in general, I think it's a reflection. I enjoy their experience, and I think it's a reflection of their good character. Yeah, yeah and and like. I know I've talked to you guys about this, but when you go in there and you see the staff, like I've never been to a place where staff are that happy to be working. Um, And and like, depending on the day, if I'm being a, if I'm being a a pessimist, I'm like, this is creepy. But if I'm being an optimist and normal, if I didn't have a bad day, I'm like, this is pretty great. I would love to be in a place working where I'm just like loving it and super stoked to be here. Uh, One thing I think it's really important to note is that like, some of their staff have been there from since pretty much the beginning and as retail staff and and if it was a bad place to work they would not have people there for 10 years you know what i'm saying definitely that's a big deal or you know they they're loyal to their employees they are and they treat them well because they're happy yeah and it shows yeah it really does so i i guess for that like thinking about conclusions on treehouse i'll start by saying I love the Treehouse experience. It has been good to me. There were ups and downs um, in trying to seek out beer when I was super into getting every single thing from Treehouse that they had to offer, specifically to Munson. And even as they started to expand into Charlton, I would still go to get those new stouts, whether it be Hots or Human Condition. Um, I would always try to go to get those beers because I wanted to try them. I was really excited to have anything that Treehouse... labeled and put out because I knew they were experts in craft and I wanted to support them because I loved what they were doing Um, since Charlton obviously and and, and I think we've shifted as people I know I sure have especially in regards to beer I've gone less and I will say that I don't love being in lines anymore I think I've I've really kind of come to the fact that like standing in line for something that is, is so fleeting and will be gone very quickly is, is not necessarily worth my time as a person now. But I still enjoy drinking Treehouse beers, and I love to be at the Charlton Brewery. I enjoy the Treehouse experience. I, I agree with everything you said. I think, you know, it's, it definitely is a roller coaster at times, but it's almost exhilarating. And, you know, and I say that because I've unfortunately, sorry, Jay, never had to walk away empty handed. <laughs> um, but it kind of that that when that doubt enters in your mind, whether or not you're going to get the beer and then you get it and you bring it and I bring it back to you guys. And, you know, we crack some some fresh green or double shot or anything um, that was exciting. And then I think that transition then towards, you know, just one would 
go and hang out and have a beer and, yeah. and relax there. And I think it's 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 almost a little escape. And I, I agree with the like I'm kind of done waiting in line, especially like it's it's not a short drive. And, you know, I don't really drink enough. I don't want to drink enough IPAs now for it to be worth it for me, especially it is, you know, there's such a short window. So I, I wish I could go more. And I, I want to, but um, but I haven't. And, you know, I think it's one of those breweries that I'll definitely always be loyal to because um, I, I like what they do and I think they, they deserve loyalty. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with anything you guys have said. Like, I. I, I would be totally lying if I said I would miss the hell out of it if it never came back to the way that it was like even seven months ago like being able to stop by have two beers with you guys grab a couple of cans if I really want to like I mean they they definitely improved the experience like anything that people had problems with for months and they have improved upon and you have to give them credit for that the beer is still good maybe maybe not as good and like like Tony said I think that could definitely be like uh, maybe the water as has been theorized but uh, I don't know. It, I just I'm a fan of what they do. I want them to keep doing it. I'll s- always be excited to drink their beer, and I just hope that uh, I hope they don't get too big uh, for their own britches. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, and I think they're kind of in a way fighting a losing battle, yet they're winning. If you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just like, hey, given everything they've they have to go through to jump through hoops because they're so good. Um, but you know, whether it's, you can never please everyone, um, yet they're pleasing a lot. So yeah, that's off to you Treehouse. And I got to say Treehouse really did a, a wonder for us as friends because it sparked a love f- that we had for years where we would go to this brewery to get these beers to share with one another it was at the heart of a lot of our shares. It was the things we really looked forward to drinking together. And I think, if anything, what I'm most grateful for to Treehouse is that it gave us that opportunity to get closer as friends, mm-hmm. uh, but also share some really great beers together. So cheers to Treehouse. Cheers, cheers to Treehouse. And cheers to staying true to what, because that is really what beer culture is. Right. Community. Getting together community no, no one and sharing those that. experience sharing and building upon those experiences with your family friends and loved ones yeah. it's a beautiful thing couldn't agree more all right well thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the canning run podcast uh we'll see you next time love you love you